Talk up the team. Talk up the team. Because I'm back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh, yeah, man. How you doing? On, you good? On, I know you like yeah, that. Doing, I know oh, you like that. How long you been back, man? Welcome, 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 I see the girls in the club. They're getting wild for me. And all the pretty chicks all want to smile at me. We're These back. Cats, man, they all got this out for me. And if I ever see them, man, they probably bow to me. And when this beat drop, I know they gon' lean. Word they do, I know they gon' faint. Yes, 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 yes. Another Wednesday night, man. Definitely. This motherfucker about to be off the chain because a lot of shit been gone off the scene. And he ain't been the same. You know what I'm saying? But we got Mr. Love Jones in the building. You know what I'm saying? And guess what happened? I ain't going to do too much. I'm making him introduce himself. What's up, Dre? It's uh, Denny Bray, D Bray, Pete Denny. How they like to call me. So. <laughs> A lot of people say Mr. Mr. Love Jones, you know? I mean, I think that, you know what I'm saying? When you think about that, Denny, man, just getting that name, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, the city needed that. You know what I'm saying? Um, Love Jones is definitely something that you created. Like, you know what I'm saying? You may have a team, but you know what I'm saying? You are the the head of the, you know what I'm saying, the snake. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think that when you look at an event like that, we got to jump more deeper into it and talk about it. So my first, just to jump into it, man, I want to see, pick your brain a little bit and see like, you know what I'm saying, growing up like, how was life for you? You know what I'm saying? Do you always thought about being an entrepreneur and, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, doing your own business? It might not be entertainment, but where you were at that moment. Yeah, so for me, um, I grew up with both parents, my mom and my dad, uh, Haitian immigrants. Um, all right, all so, right. You know, the hustle has always been kind of in the family, you know, from the, from the beginning. My dad coming here when he was 17, so left, left Haiti at 17, Went to Bahamas, came from Bahamas, came to America, and kind of worked, you know, as I, for the whole time I was born. But he also had his own landscaping business, you know. So I kinda, okay. So by day he was in the restaurant. So that's kind of the other side of like knowing, you know, the positions of a server, a busser, a line cook, a sous chef, a assistant manager. You know, I watched my dad kind of do that and get in the hospitality realm, and then also have his own company doing landscaping. So taking care of in Haitian culture, you know, the jardin, kind of kind of like the garden, right? He grew up with his grandfather teaching him the garden and how to <laughs> take care of that. So I, I grew up seeing that, and then, you know, that kind of translated on, hey, I could be my own boss, you know, just like my dad. And with work ethic, and I think on the, as I grew up, having an older cousin who was big into nightlife as well as finance, um, that kind of stuck out to me being able to kind of see him be a promoter and work with, you know, some of the big names in Miami and Fort Lauderdale. As a kid, I was like, I want to do that, but I want to do it bigger. Okay, um, okay. And I think over time, just in my, in my you know, early 20s, you know, up to my early 30s, I had an opportunity to live in different cities and, you know, live in Miami, live in New York, live in L.A., live in Vegas, live in New Orleans, live in D.C., Atlanta, I got a chance to kind of see all those elements and then work with bigger companies, right? Companies who are doing the hospitality at a high level or the places that we'd like to go and visit. Um, so that was kind of the, for me, was like, hey, you have the pieces, um, you, know, you have the insight to, to be your own, your own entrepreneur and, and boss, but 
you have to build something that's worth, you know, people coming to. You know? True that. And, and that's kind of how Love Jones kind of happened. You know, I was talking about Love Jones when I was in grad school at USF. So this is like 2010, 2010, 2011. Yeah. Where like, you know, my friends Paul and Alex kind of, you know, if you remember Good Knocking. You know, yeah, yeah, definitely, days, definitely. You know, I used to have, you know, <laughs> I had Paul, you know, Paul had like three R&B mixtapes. That you know. most people don't even remember, realize, like, you know, we were taking different songs from, like, artists and making these mixtapes, calling them Love Spell. Um, oh, shit. And, and you know, Alex being the head for Good Knocking and being on the radio, you know, having those guys kind of, you know, mold them. You know, they were younger guys, so kind of mold them into the sense of, like, oh, we, we're going to do something. We're going to do something. So for me to leave, come back, you know, get guys like Duke, get guys like Jeff, you know, get Jessica to be part of the team early on, you know, get Alex and Paul, you know, to kind of lay the foundation, you know, for, for what we were kind of, what the vision was. It was really just, hey, let's create something that's not here right now. You know, when I moved back to Tampa in 2017, everybody was in, you know, the trap music, right? Yeah, the yeah. Hip-hop, you know, a lot of the clubs are done. You know, we were either in Asia, we were in whiskey, you know, I think Blue Martini was on like their last leg, you know, there wasn't, some of the venues now and then everything else was basically closed, you know? So what, so when you think of everything that you just said, right, what gave you, got a lot of people talk that talk, but never walk that walk because everybody have idea like you, right? But nobody really take it and move with it. Right. But you picked it up and, and you put a team together and said, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. So what gave you the courage to say, yes, this is me. And I'm going to not just talk the talk, but walk that walk. I think, for me, the biggest thing was, you know, when I decided to move back to Tampa, it was like either I'm going to do this or I'm just going to go live in another city. You know, so that was kind of the, 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 the battery in the back, basically. I told my friends, I was like, yo, I'm moving back. You know, I work for the hockey team and, you know, I was like, yo, I'm going to come back, work for the hockey team, you know, be this engineer. But what I really want to do is, you know, create these events and, when I first heard of Love Jones and people was like, man, I've been, I went to Love Jones last night and I heard it over and over, you know what I'm saying? It's on a Thursday night. So yeah. like you, you have to want to go. Cause if you got to go to work the next day, you know what I'm saying? Like shit. But I work on Fridays. I get off work early, like yeah. at 12 o'clock. So it was like, but I, I was thinking about poetry, right? That's what I was really yeah. thinking about. People going there and listening to poetry and, and enjoying poetry here enjoying people like spitting poetry and music but then i went i went to love jones and i'm like yo shit this is a vibe yeah. like bro i went up in there i thought i got therapy bro yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying like ever since that i haven't missed love jones since you know what i'm saying so i think that when you, when you think of love jones and what it mean to the city of tampa you know what i'm saying like it remind me of blue martini of that vibe when you show up you have to have on that collar shirt you have to you you go in there and you knowing that you're about to at that time, you know, so we young and we know we about to see some some, some older nice, woman yeah. there. You know what I'm saying? And like conversation is about to happen. And if yeah. you if you get to talk to one woman, you know it's gonna be a good conversation, yeah. and you're gonna leave feeling that damn shit. I just talked to an older woman who understand what life should be like. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when I walk up in Love Jones, you know what I'm saying? That's why Love Jones is so different from all these other events because. No matter how much people said, up, oh, it's like an album, right? I'm coming out with the album. You coming out with the album. Like, who's going to do more this week? Really? You can't really fuck with my crowd yeah. because people are coming to my event because they come there and they get therapy. Yeah. People can go to your event and go to that event and go to that event and get the same vibe. Yeah. 
No, for sure, for sure. I think, you know, part of that, like, you know, to piggyback what you said from the beginning, when people first heard Love Jones, they did thought it was poetry, right? They thought they were going to get, you know, uh, spoken word and all that. But, you know, me coming back, I kind of, you know, and that shout out to spoken word, like they, Novocaine and them, they were doing, they're already doing that. You know, they were already creating a great night of poetry. So I didn't, poetry never popped in my mind to make that. It was just more the, the Love Jones names gave me a nostalgia feel. Got you. So I wanted, you know, I knew that musically that wasn't happening in the city. There wasn't nothing that was in that 90s realm because none of the parties were doing that. Like Ooh, that. outside of outside of going to the, the jazz house, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and I came and I see it in, don't get me wrong, they had the live band, like shout out to the beatdown band. Gin like, Joint got, got a little joint yeah, too. They, yeah. yeah, I know the, the couple that, that does Gin Joint. They were dope, you know. They still rock out. Like, I, I'll go there on, like, Saturday nights and check them out. But I knew there was nothing. Jazz House had a lot of, like, the late 40s, you know, okay. 50, you know, 50s, stuff like that. That was mainly in there on a Thursday night. You wasn't getting, you know, our 26 to 45 um, in there. So, for me, it was like, I like 90s music. You know what I'm saying? Like, I grew, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm born a, I'm 1987 baby. So, it's like, I grew up on that music. So, for me, and... I was like, we need something like that. And living in D.C., D.C. was probably the one that really you know, made me want to go to the R&B route was because they have different parties that just be that. like, And they're like house party style. So if you remember when we first started at the coffee shop, yeah. right, it was just, yo, you come in, you got your drink, you that's get right. a patio, you know, that's the vibe. Ain't no sections, ain't none of that. Like, that's we just, right. we just chilling. Yeah. You know, that was kind of the... the blueprint for a lot of it for me it was like hey let's 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 create that let's let's try to find a way to not put the stresses on people and trying to buy sections and of course we evolved as as the crowd got bigger you know people want their own areas and things like that but the the goal of it has always been let's have a conversation let's bring like-minded people in there and have this music be the backdrop you know so that's really what but made it and then okay. So the first, the first Love Jones, right? Because I think that you you just explained it. You know, what I'm saying you you had to believe in yourself and and your team had to believe in you, right? Because you leading you leading this, and I mean, the first event, you, were you thinking about like what it was gonna be like? How many people was gonna show up? Yeah. So like the first event, listen, you know, in this game, nothing comes easy, right? My first event, you know, when I originally made my first deal with you know with the coffee shop to set it up. You know, our thought was, you know, we we had our we had a we had a liquor license deal. We had a you know a rental agreement. You know, I had security, I had sound, and all that. And we thought we'd be able to come in there and you know pack it out and, and you know sell bottles and do all this other stuff. And that wasn't the case. Like my first one, the the partnership that we had with the coffee shop, there was like a hidden clause in our agreement that we had to use like their catering company. Wow. For like bartending service. So, you know, me thinking, hey, I got my bartenders and I got this. I got all that. We were about to buy liquor. They're like, nah, you can't do nothing that we got to do it. So us thinking that, oh, people going to come in and we're going to be able to make money. And at this time, we don't have all the POS, like our POS and how we're going to do it wasn't available. So we ended up having to do like an open bar. So our first event, we did open bar for like $30. You know, I think 30 people came in. Like It was like, no, first 25. Like, it was 25 people. I still remember, like, the faces and the individuals who came to the first one. And it bombed. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, I think we charged, like, $10 or whatever it came to be. 
but I didn't care because I when I moved, I already knew. I was like, yo, I got fifteen thousand dollars uh, that I put aside, you know, to do these events, and I had other things, ideas I wanted to do, and I haven't, but I hadn't been in Tampa in eight years, right? Yeah. So I'm building it from scratch. That's right. I literally called. I moved here April first, um, and like I found a venue. Shout out to Coco. Um, you know, she brought me around to a couple of places. I like this is what I'm looking for. Introduced it to me. Um, I found a plot. I found this. I found the coffee shop. And the next day, I hit up Duke. I was like, I called Duke and Jeff. I'm like, Yo, we're doing. I'm here. We're done. We're gonna do this party. First party's gonna be May fourth. They're like, You're bullshit. <laughs> I'm like, May fourth. They're like, Nigga, it's three weeks away. May fourth. Like, that's where we're going. You know, I was so confident and hungry for it. Like, I didn't care. I was like, Yo, we gonna create this vibe and we're just gonna go. And you know, we did the first one. You know, and the first one, it was 25 people. We did the second one, it was 40 people. We did the third one, it was 53 people. My dad got hurt. We were supposed to do the fourth one the last week of May. My dad got hurt back home. I had to go home for like a week and a half, you know, just because I'm his, I'm the oldest son, so I kind of went to go see him in the hospital, make sure, you know, get things straight with my mom and just kind of make sure the house was good. And I called Duke. I remember calling Alex Duke, and I was like, yo, we're going to do the next Love Jones on my birthday, but we're going to change it. Instead of doing every week, we're going to do every other week. This is what we're going to focus on. We're going to call out, you know, we're going to have Alex and Paul host it. And it's just going to be all of us. We got, you know, we went to school with people. Everyone's in our age, you know, yeah. our age group. We're going to call, we're going to text people, email them. And we're just going to tell them, come out. Right. You know, we'll, we'll make it 10 bucks, 15 bucks, whatever. Right. We're going to invite everybody out. But the guys are like, I said, the way we're going to promote it though, we're going to do it. Uh, so, so deaf versus uh bad boy. You know, I'm a, I'm a P. Diddy fan. Like, you know? <laughs> so, you know, we pushed that for like a good three, four weeks strong. And I got back, I got back like that Monday, mm-hmm. you know, had a couple people call me, this and that, you know, finished everything up. And lo and behold, my first, the first time someone bought a table, shout out to Jordan Barrett. Well, Jay, she's going to kill me because I use her whole name. But Jay Barry, um, you know, she was my first person who I know her since college. She bought a section for me and... Like, all my friends showed up, you know, it's my birthday. So it's like, you know, my guys, Justin, Greg, um, the league, you know, you guys from the alphas, the sigmas, like, every, you know, we had everybody in there and it was appreciative. And then I, around like 11 o'clock, I looked at Duke. I'm like, we got something. He's like, yeah, we got something. So, okay. <laughs> so, so when did, when did it first hit you that, yo, yes, we made it. It literally hit me like at 11 because after I got everybody in, no. You know no, no, I mean? no. I'm talking about like, I get that. That was a spark. Yeah, that was a spark. That was a spark. Yeah, I'm talking spark. about when did you first realize that, yo, people really fucking with Love Jones? I realized people were fucking with Love Jones when I moved it. So you remember when we went from the coffee shop, went to Kavu next door, the bigger space, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. We were already at max capacity. The coffee shop couldn't do anymore. The, the owners well, were people buying bottles. No, it weren't buying bottles because I still wasn't doing bottles. I didn't do bottles. I think I maybe did bottles towards like my last three or four. I started doing bottles on the patio. But you remember on the in the, in the coffee shop, there was only like three benches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a lot. Um, we ended up moving over. And the first time I moved over in the Kavu, my first event in Kavu, the next space over, it was when I did art show. Remember, I did Love Jones art show with my guy, Lewis. So Soul Society and all those yeah. guys. Like we, you know, we did that was like the collaboration. So everyone was like, cause I was like, man, 
I want art. Like me and Lewis, we would talk about, I'm like, yo, I want to add this art element to, to Love Jones, but I don't know how to, you know, mix it together where it makes sense. And he's like, well, we'll just get some local artists. You know, the local artists will bring their people, you know, and we'll publicize it in that way. I was like, all right, let's try, let's try it. So we did that one. We had a great turnout. And I was like, yo, okay. So I just threw in something totally different into it and the people still mess with it. Got you. Yeah. That same night, the lamb, the the owner of the coffee shop, he came. And he's like, Denny, you got too many people in here. Like, damn, <laughs> you can't do Ooh, this anymore. Boy, I know you. Was, I know you wait your whole life to hear <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> it was like he, he's like, you got. I'm like, the coffee shop's only licensed to have you know at max a hundred people. I had, I had two ten that damn. night in there. You know what I'm saying? But no one cared. Everybody, you know, we singing, you know. Joe to see and jamming and doing all that. No one cared, you know? And, and for me, I was just like, all right, cool. You know, what can we do? You know? And he was like, well, the guys have the catering company that we use, right? They're like, we got next, you know, they, they manage next door. You know, you go next door, it's a bigger space. It's a box, but there's no furniture. There's nothing in there. So now I'm making the choice to rent furniture, right? I'm renting furniture in there. I'm, you know, I'm moving all my equipment and I'm trying to get there. And I'm afraid because I'm like, all right, the coffee shop was so, it had this feel, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it was, like, I tell people all the time, like, the vibes will never be able to match that. Unless I build another, you know, God willing, in the future, I build another place that has that indoor, outdoor feel. So you don't think that upstairs had a vibe? Upstairs had a vibe, but I'm, a, like, the thing with the coffee shop, it was organic. Okay, okay, You know what I'm okay. saying? Like, the, the history, and I, because I sit and I look at this, right? The coffee shop was pure organic word of mouth, right? Gotcha. Only people that we knew, you know what I'm saying? I could tell you everybody that walked. That underground, underground album that you you just put your heart and soul yeah. into. It's like Nipsey selling a, the album for like yeah. $100. <laughs> I just want to thank y'all for listening. Right now, we're going to take a quick break in the podcast and let you know about Anchor. We'll be back right after this. <laughs> I knew my, I knew, I knew my hundred, you know what I'm saying? I, I knew who was going to buy this and like what that was. So that, the coffee shop kind of created that. Kavu now, it still had that, but now we had a bigger space that we had to fill, right? And the cost to be there increased. So that's when the sections kind of came in, you know? Mm-hmm. And at that time, I realized I, I, I had to, it was going to be a new evolution, a new era of Love Jones. So that's when I brought Black Haze in, you know? So Bright Light will okay. still kind of do a couple here and there, but then Black Haze became the resident DJ. Right, so Black Hayes started the Kavu era and kind of handled that and brought a different energy, um, you know, just to, you know, because Paul was younger. Paul knew some songs, but he, you know, he didn't know like some B side records and stuff like that. Gotcha. So Black Hayes kind of came in and then he kind of took that realm, and that created a whole nother thing. So I had to figure out ways to try to change it, but not change it too much, right? To still create this nostalgia feel, but have a place where you was going to get another vibe, but the songs didn't get repetitive. Why, why do you feel like people gravitate to Love Jones so much? I think, honestly, it brings them back. When you're home, you know, you think about, you know, and I ask this to girls and guys, when you're, when you're home and you're chilling, what music do you put on, right? When you're going through heartbreak, when you're stressing out, when, you know, you just want some mellow, you know, throwing that Pandora, right before it was Pandora, 
you know, Quiet Storm and all this. Like, it was R&B music, right? It's hardly any time. Even when you're driving, sometimes I tell people, I say, even the hardest gangsters, you know, the guys who I grew up in, you know, I'm from Broward, like Pompano, like, when they driving, they, they got R&B. A lot of the they playing that R&B music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it just does something to you. And I think knowing that that was, for me, being the first, right, in these last five years, you know, I, I can't say, you know, 10 years ago what people were doing, but for, I, you know, for this time when a lot of things were hip-hop driven, being the first party to kind of come out in these last five years that solely focused on that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't play anything outside of that. Like, I would yell at when Paul or Hayes or C Nasty or any of my DJs would go outside of that, I would snap. I'm like, you know what what this is? Don't do that. Like, well, you know what? I'm gonna go up. I think that one. I think that one time I was at Love Jones, and I think we were upstairs, mm-hmm. and um, someone was working there, and some dude went off and did something crazy. Mm-hmm. Boy, and I, I saw you, boy. You was out to your element, Listen, boy. Man, I boy, you snapped. was like, man, I put my heart and soul into this. And when you said that, I felt that. Yeah, I, I, I felt that. I don't play with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't mind, you know, you know, getting creative and, you know, adding blends and stuff like that. But when you when you blatantly start playing, you know, back that ass up. Like, you know, people do it. Like, I get it. It's going to get the crowd crumb, but we don't need that. All right. You know we don't that. need that. You know what I'm saying? I, I'll give you Friday. I got a Saturday day party. You know what I'm saying? I'll play that for you. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, no, true, true, know, true. For me, I am big on like, no, this is what it is. We're 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 people people come, people respect it because it's that. You know, I don't deviate from it. And when people deviate from it, when a DJ deviate from it, you know they got a problem with me. You know what I'm saying? I'm either gonna go up there and go talk to them in that moment. You know, if I'm busy, whatever, okay, maybe I might, you know, I, I like to take care of the customers and, and the people first. And I go and talk to them. But, like, I don't play. And my staff know that, too. Like, I tell them all the time, I'm like, you listen, if I ain't get up to them, y'all better get up to them. All right. Other than <laughs> other than Love Jones, right? I mean, yeah. I know, you, you know what I'm saying? We outside. We always outside. Yeah. What other event would you say, yo, doing their damn thing right now? So, uh, as far as R&B parties or just in general? Just in general. Just in general. Um... Saturday with the affiliates for sure. They got the you know they they own Saturday day parties. I don't think anybody has created a day party that can match them on Saturday. You know I have mine, but mine's is more more lounge vibes. You know what I'm saying so, but that turn up and that that feel good outdoor, especially when they do it at Tanger on the rooftop. You know I think that's unmatched. You know we don't have a lot of rooftop um, spots in Tampa, so they they do a great job of kind of creating that environment on them. Um, Seventh and Grove, what Rico and Rob and Joby have been able to do with vacation at Seventh, I think that's un, unmatched right now. I'm saying they they, they killing Sundays. I think QC and what they do on Tuesdays for Taco Tuesdays, I don't think anybody can like. You no, know, we got other ones, but they party on Tuesdays. That's they party. That, you know, that. party. So what's it? What's what's your top three venue in order? Top three venues right now in order. Sunset gotta be number one You know what I'm saying Cause that's me You know what I'm saying Like no one could touch No I, I say that because What we created in Sunset I you know I feel the gap in every area That everybody else wasn't doing Live music um, Bringing artists You know showcasing talent You know doing Taco Tuesdays Bringing Latin culture to the forefront Cause I think you know You can't have a Taco Tuesday It's you know It's from Latin Mexicans And you know that Latin experience No one was doing that I brought that Um our Wednesday night, you know, press play with, you know, with different, with my different podcast friends and, you know, having 
Adult Conversation, of course, Love Jones. Then Friday, doing Magic Hour, which was our hip-hop party. And then Saturday, I gave you everything from Nine and Legos, which was Afro Beats, Afro House, um, with my guy Scratch Cartel. And then I turn around and give you Nine in Jamaica, right? And we bring in the big sound, right? Copper Shot, you know, all these guys. Dutty Dex is coming out pretty soon, you know. And then, you know, I didn't necessarily do brunch. I, you know, I tried to do brunch here and there. No, but I think for us, we were like number one because we covered all the areas and, and it was all authentic, right? It was organic. It was authentic in what we were trying to do. Um, it wasn't biting off of anybody. It was, all right, you guys are doing this. We're all the way o- over here. And I, that's that's kind of been my thing. Like I you know coming, coming into the market, I always wanted to be on the opposite end. And while everybody's doing this, we're over here. You know what I'm saying? I don't got issues with nobody. I support everybody. I don't try to be in anybody lane or this is no disrupt i i create what i create my do you team think, do you feel like people do you think that anyone hate it hate on you though yeah but there's always it's it's not necessarily hate it's competition i'm saying it's not hate it's it's competition right i can it's easy to look at it as hate you know and there's gonna be animosity sometimes and people be envious or whatever the case may be but i i think part of that is well in this game no one gets it easy right and I, I learned that from the old, from my ogs right my ogs are you know, Mike from Headliner who does Live on Sunday. You know, um, Alex AG in, in Atlanta. You know, the Maid Nightlife over in L.A. Um, you know, Wayne and Tony who do out in D.C. You know, the Tao Group guys who do out in New York. Like, it's, you know, it's not sweet. Like, every club is different other places because the clubs are ran by actual guys. Like, the promoters are owning these clubs. You know, here we go into other people's venues and we have to create this and we get a small portion of, of, you know, what the work is. These other markets, you know, the guys who are running it, who have the best parties, who are creating the energy, they own these clubs and they're shutting it down every time. You know what I'm saying? So it's competition, right? Who do you think, who do you think you cater to more? The the ladies or the fellas? Always the ladies. Always the ladies. You know, the ladies for me is that, I look at, like, I have two sisters, right? Gotcha. And my sisters are, you know, my youngest sister is 27, you know, and, my, and then I have my other sister who's 33 who comes after me. Like, they listen to what I listen to. You know what I'm saying? They, they're like, well, we, we ain't going out because all the other stuff be this, this way, this way. You know, like, we want something sexy. So a lot of the things that I come up with is conversations with my sisters, conversations with my cousins, you know? Now, the fellas, you know, I try to make sure that when the fellas do come out or if I do anything, you know, whether it's Super Bowl parties or stuff like that with the fellas, it's all about, yo, we're coming in, setting our best foot forward, you know? So the the ladies don't come to you if you write, if you come correct, you know? They tell you all the time, man, buy, buy the ladies a drink, you know, have a conversation. There ain't nothing wrong with it, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. it, in my realm, it's like that, you know, you'll be able to buy them a drink and have a conversation, you know? Now, other places, I can't say that. You might buy them a drink and they take the drink and walk away. I can't. You know, but in what we do, you know, can't score yeah, all, man. You, you can't know, score can't, all. Can't score all. You know, but in our realm, you know, we try to create an environment where those conversations are there. You know, I was telling you earlier, I'm like, Love Jones has created 19, you know, couples, right? Yeah. 19 couples. You know, 14 of them been married. You know, out the 14, 12. I want to say yeah, 12 because they just one person just had a kid, right? 12 of them are parents. You know what I'm saying? Like, and all that, they met at Love Jones. Like, what? So you just, <laughs> you, you, you just building family, yeah. huh? So, you know, it, it's, it's, you're not, you get an opportunity to kind of have those connections, whether it's like-minded, where, you know, whether you might have um, business opportunities or, you know, personal opportunities. 
you know, and, and the people that are married or who might not come out as much now, you know, like they're calling me or I have DMs with them or conversations on, hey, what can we do for like date night? You know, so that's like the next evolution in some of the stuff that mm. I want to do. You know, so I'm I'm always going to cater to the ladies, but I think the me catering to the ladies create a better opportunity for the men. All right. So 20 is 2023, right? Love Jones haven't happened in a while. Yeah, like right? eight months. So <laughs> anticipating Love Jones tomorrow, right? Are you worrying about what this new venue going to bring to the people and who going to walk to that door yeah. tomorrow? Yeah, I, I think um, I had this conversation with, with my partner and you know, I told him, I said, you know, one, I've been in Ebor before, right? So when I when I was at Kavu, um, when 7th and Grove was getting ready to open, I knew Kalia and Jamaris and we had a good good relationship and you know they opened up seventh. They asked me to come over there and you know kind of be one of the first promoters to open up the place. And I was like, all right, cool. You know, black owned, let's you know, let's create. We got a home. Um and it was cool, but I knew I lost some of my some of the core people, right? Some people just don't like going to Ebor. But then I also understand that seventh during that time, me being there early, you know, there were some development that needs to happen, right? And they got used to a certain level of service and a certain level of experience. So coming back to Ebor now with PTL, um, them being a you know new ownership, uh, redone venue, um, I got the opportunity to kind of bring my team in, right? So to have my bartenders, some, you know, so you'll see some of the bartenders and bottle girls that you normally see at my parties already, right? And kind of have a little bit more creative control. Um, a bigger space, you know, before I had this one bar, you know, in, in Sunset, right? We had this yeah. one bar. So everyone kind of congregate, you know, bunched up against the one bar to get that drink and it might take a little while. Now we got a, you know, we got two big bars, yeah. right? Two big bars long, you know, we got six bartenders that are going to be serving you versus having two or three. Now you got six. So you could go to the bar, get your drink, come back. You know, we have an area now where you can smoke hookah at the bar on the corner side and still have Ermi. You know, we have the dance floor that's still big. The sections are still able to be there. We got a loft, you know, so we're, we're adding new elements into the party to make everyone feel comfortable. Um, but I think how, what we do with lighting, you know, I don't think no one does lighting, you know, more than me in, in our parties in the city. Like everybody will kind of, you know, throw on the lights and let them circle around. You know, I try to create a vibe, a mood you know, with it. And, you know, I, I put that up against anybody in any club. If you want to see me about it, we could talk about it. Um, but that's part of it, right? You want to create an experience when you walk in, you know, my staff being welcoming from the beginning, um, a, you know, a smile, a good face. And, and I think we're going to, I think PTL is going to be a great one, right? I, I look forward to it. Um, it's not a long agreement because we do have some things in the books for potentially going back to sunset. And we have another venue that we're working on right now um, that, I have some bigger plans I want to do, but for right now, for what we want to create and where the vision is amongst myself, my partners and the team and what I think is going to be able to, you know, to cater to the, our, our fan, our, our guest base, our supporters, PTL is going to be dope. Well, definitely. I think that, so, so we got, we got to talk about it, right? So full moon branding. You know, that's the business, right? So I think that for 2023, what can the people expect from Full Moon, full moon Branding, the city of Tampa, and the world? Because, you know, people are traveling in and out. Yeah. So I think that people, you know, will definitely ask questions. So what's the hottest party around? So yeah. for 2023, what can we expect from Full Moon Branding? So for 2023, definitely Love Jones being back. 
um, on all cylinders. Uh, I'm for a long time, y'all know I never did artists. You know what I'm saying? But I I got the offer to do artists a while back, and I'm very meticulous on the artists because I don't, you know, I didn't never I never I, when I did the part I didn't care about doing artists. I one thing I learned in this business is that if you have to have artists to support your party, you're in trouble because if that's the only time they come, good luck. You know, everyone's not going to have money to pay 60, 70, 80, a hundred dollars or whatever it can be for certain artists and not every venue can accommodate having an artist too. So being at PTL that creates an opportunity and anything I do do is going to be more of, you know, nostalgia. So Drew Hills, the, New Editions, Tank, Monica, you know, I've been able to garner some good relationships with them, so we might see some of that pop up. Um, my day party, so the day party, Save Your Soul, um, that's getting ready to kind of revamp, so we're going to kind of tailor that, tailor Saturday nights, Saturday, Saturday day party to give me some of the old school classics, right, so R&B, hip-hop, but and also give me new stuff, but then the following week, we're going to go into the Caribbean market back okay. again, you know, so having dance hall. I got, um, you know, DJ Dutty Dex on, on the line right now. You know, we kind of pre-had him booked, so we're going to bring him in. We got a couple other big sounds that we're working on. Um, Ty, which is one of my good friends on the, who's Jamaican, me, him, uh, Dexter D-Link, you know, who, who also does his thing on the party scene. He has a Taco Tuesday right now. It's dope. Um, so, you know, trying to make sure the guys that, anything that we do, it's, you know, it's one is centered around culture, but it's authentic. Um, that's kind of my big thing. And then my brown sugar nights, which is our dinner party. We look to kind of bring that back and then live music. Like I, I really, that's one thing right now Tampa's missing. You know, lit does a good job right now of having live music on Fridays and Saturdays before the doors open. But I think creating a night specifically for live music, not just, not just, you know, a couple, not just two, three hours. Like I have, I've been able to do like jazz nights and stuff like that when I have guests anywhere between, 28 to 72 that come out and they they're like Danny can we get this like for four or five hours you know um my OG one one of my good OGs and he um Morris he does a party over at on, on Davis Island and me and him we talk about that all the time like having what he has in his space and, and kind of having this happy hour I'm like we need this live music feel and, and when I talk about live music I'm talking about singers like mm. real singers you know like doing the lucky dig doing the Aria Lennoxes, doing the Sabrina Cabrera's, like, you know, getting some of the local talent that's in Atlanta and Houston and Charlotte, um, as well as L.A. Um, you know, Seven does a good job with their series. They have a, a amazing crown, um, was it, uh, the Lotus Lounge series where they bring in talent, which is dope. But I think, you know, what I want to do is a little bit bigger in scale, right, kind of. I tell people all the time, right? We have the improv as your comedy show. After that, there's no other performance venue, right? Tampa doesn't have a house of blues. Where's our house of blues, right? Where's our, where's our, you know, for other cities, where our city winery and stuff like that. So that's something that I'm working on right now, working a deal out with Live Nation and, and hopefully be able to put that up. So those are for 2023, you know. This. Well, I, Denny, I, I, it's a pleasure having you, man. I think that what you're doing is great, you know what I'm saying? The city need needs need someone like you, you know? to bring the event, you know, you came from the college scene, you know exactly what, what we need, you know what I'm saying? And putting a team together, working with other people yeah. is only going to make things better. Right. 
And I mean, you're always on the scene, man. Um, I try. <laughs> I try. Yeah. Shout out to Live 21, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Shout out Live 21. <laughs> Shout out Live 21. And if y'all not supporting Live 21, man, make sure you do so, man. Definitely that, that solution drink, that's definitely going to make sure that you wake up and not impede on your next day. You know what I'm saying? So um, Live 21 out there. But definitely, man. And while we speak about Live 21, you can find that all events, you know, lit. You know, yeah. we're definitely going to find that Love Jones this yeah, Thursday. For sure, for sure. You know for what I'm sure, saying? Shout out sure. Reggie, wherever he at. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? So I, I think it's, it's definitely a blessing, man. And I definitely, I'll be here to watch everything and, you know, support. You know what I'm saying? That's what I do, man. But for all of that, man, we're just going to turn up. Let's do it. Everything Mississippi to the Palm Springs. Girls from brunettes down to blonde queens. These young boys don't know what a Don mean. I'm just a bad boy, gone clean. I'm the diamond chain choker, always remain sober. Don't drink liquor and all the game's over. Need a plane, I explain it to my broker. Through